How we doing? This is Rob. <laughs> How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Here we are with episode number 84 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So before we get into this show, we got to talk about the upcoming show. All right. So we have a new debate show. It's going to be starting June 7th. I have five guests that will be joining me every Monday at 11 a.m., and I'm already booking out to the end of September, and most of these people don't even know the topics yet, <laughs> but these people are just, they're in, they're ready, and they're fired up for this show. This one's going to be streamed exclusively on YouTube, okay, so you want to look for, the title is We Bought to Get Deep, where we're going to have rational conversations about controversial topics. Okay, keyword there is rational. It's not going to be a scream fest. We're going to have grown-up adult conversations about these hot-button topics that people are afraid to tackle out in the public. You all know I ain't scared. So that starts June 7th. All right, you guys know about the Grind Gear? Shut up and grindgear.com. We got tank tops. We got capris. We have hats. We got face masks. We have all that stuff, and that just another way to help to help the show. For those of you guys that tune in the four days a week, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. When I started this, I didn't know where it was going to go. And because of you guys, and we're in up to 18 different countries right now, 18. And I have guests from all over the world coming on. But the thing that's in common with all of these guests is that everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants success. And everyone understands that you have to grind. Okay, so for today's topic... We're going to talk about living life through a lens of hope. And yes, Scotty, I took your, your title. All right. So we're going to look at life through a lens of hope. And helping me have this conversation is a fellow speaker. And this young man's passion is to educate people on the importance of their own mental health while providing them with legitimate practices to acknowledge, identify, and overcome negative thinking that holds them back. Through a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy practices and a compassionate touch, he aims to inspire others by using real-life stories, motivating examples, and fact-based strategies. He feels that validating one's own struggles is the first step towards breaking through the negative strongholds occupying the mind. So welcome to the show, Scott Prendergast. Come on down. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Robert. I'm so happy to be on the Shut Up and Grind podcast with you. I'm so excited. Awesome. Glad glad to have you, and I love the enthusiasm. Keep that energy high. 
Always. <laughs> this is what I do. I can't turn it off. People say, hey, Scott, can you like turn it down a little bit? I'm like, unfortunately, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. One of my PT clients asked me this morning. She's like, do you drink coffee? I, I was like, do you think I need coffee? <laughs> I was like, I don't need that stuff. <laughs> I totally get that. People like you and I, Robert, we're, we don't need coffee. We're our own coffee. Just the way that yes. we are. We got that passion burning bread. Yep, just wake up ready. Stay ready. (laughs) All right, so who is Scott? Yeah, I love the question, Robert. So Scott Prendergast, let me tell you, he's an interesting character. So (laughs) Scott is somebody who is passionate about helping people. And I think about my own experience and and what I've been through in life, and I want to take everything that I learned, and I want to incorporate it into other people's lives as well. I want to help people to realize that, look, no matter what is going on in your life, No matter how dark things get, there is always hope to be found. Now, sometimes we got to dig into the ground to dig up that hope. Other times we got to shut up and grind a little bit more to find that hope. But at the end of the day, there is good to be found in every single situation. And that's what I'm passionate about. I want to help people to realize that they can live the type of life that they want to live and that they can find that happiness right where they are right now. So Scott is somebody who loves to teach, somebody who wants to inspire and somebody who's always ready to learn as well. Because I think one thing for me is I want to make sure that I don't get caught up in myself thinking I know everything, (laughs) but I want to be able to take from other people and add it to myself as well so I can further along help other people too. So I think in a nutshell, Scott Prendergast is passionate, he's enthusiastic, he's uh, compassionate, and he's caring. And he wants to touch as many lives as he can while he's on this earth. Awesome. Love it. So one of the key things you said there was, you know, about not thinking you know everything and that always down to learn. So this is my my nice little pink notebook here. So I have this in f- for every show, and it's loaded with notes that I take from every single speaker that comes on. Wow! You know, because because just because I'm in the space doesn't mean I'm the most the most knowledgeable. So it's like I've taken I've taken notes from every single one. <laughs> you know, every so I did the first seven shows were just me because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> but so you know, it's been. Over over seventy five guests that have come through, and like that's just knowledge after knowledge after knowledge. And I, I think you know, speaking in the realm of mental health. Now I'm I'm no doctor, so I just I just can speak on my own experiences. But I feel like the more that you step into your mess, and the more that you share that mess, you realize it's really not that messy. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, like, and there's a lot of power in there, and there's someone that needs to know that you were in that mess that they're in, and you got out of it, and and you now motivate them to get out of it. So, what messes did you have to come through, you know, to get you to where you are now? Exactly. That's a great question. And I love how you say that. Like you got to dive into the mess because I think a lot of times, especially in in the world we live in today, everyone wants to run away from the mess. They want to run away from things don't feel good. I remember I went to therapy for a little bit once, not too long. And they're like, just do whatever makes you feel good. I said, if I just do what makes me feel good, how in the world am I ever going to grow? How am I ever going to learn anything? How am I ever going to get to that next level in my life if I just always do what feels good? So for me, with my own personal messes for years, you know, growing up in high school and college and even today, I always struggled with depression and anxiety. Uh, And it was something to it got to the point where it was very debilitating to where I couldn't do a single thing in my life without the forefront of my mind focusing on how I thought I was worthless, how I thought I didn't matter, how I thought I couldn't do this or couldn't do that. And it destroyed me to the point where I came a point. I came to a time in my life where I said, "Okay, I have a choice. 
I can either keep living in this dark place, feeling sorry for myself and just wallowing in all these things that's going on, or I can get up and I can take little baby steps and one by one by one, I can start to find the ways to pull myself out of this mess and start to live the life that I want to live. And so for me, that's a daily process. I would love to sit here and be like, hey, you know, at 24, I've got myself figured together. Absolutely not. Not even close. This is a lifelong process, as you and I know, Robert. But I have figured out enough things to where when those symptoms come back into my life, when I start to feel anxious, when I start to feel depressed, I know who to turn to and I know what to turn to to kind of pull myself through and use the proper strategies to get myself out of that place where I can be, you know, using my rational thinking and be where I want to be. Love it. Rational thinking. Look at this. Watch it live from the United Arab Emirates. See, isn't, techno- isn't technology something? <laughs> you know, it really is. Fire lives all over the world. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I love your answer there. So take me back to when you felt worthless. Because I feel like a lot of people, you know, some, some men, but I mean, I work with mostly women. And I feel like like a lot of a lot of women struggle with their self worth. So like, just take me through through a time where where you dealt with that. Yeah, that I'll tell you my whole entire life growing up. I I had a wonderful family, but for whatever reason internally, I always struggled with my self worth because you know why? I was always comparing myself to everyone else, mm-hmm. thinking, oh well, these people are like this, and I define that as cool or successful or whatever it is. And since I was defining those people as those certain things, I would look at myself and see the opposite. So therefore I define myself as worthless. So yeah. you can see how that kind of went through. And, I, and when I was in high schools, particularly when these things really got pretty deep and intense, I really thought that I was never going to be good enough for anybody. I thought I could never do anything right. I thought I was just a waste. And because I was thinking that I started to tell myself that. And because I was telling myself that I started to see that. Because our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, TFA, they're all connected together, right? So what we're thinking is going to determine how we're feeling, and how we're feeling is going to determine how we act. And so you can see how that's just a vicious cycle, but it goes both ways. It can be negative, but it can be positive too. Now, for me, I was caught up in that negative side of the cycle for the longest time, and I just was constantly telling myself these negative thoughts. And because of that, it made things a challenge. And I slipped a little bit deeper into depression because of those thoughts and what I was saying to myself. So that's kind of what it looked like for me. And it's still a struggle every day, as it is for all of us. Because think about it. When we walk outside, we're so tempted to compare ourselves with someone else. Or if we go on social media, we're saying, "Okay, well, these people are doing that. They're getting success. So what do I do? How come I'm not getting success? How come I'm not like that? What's wrong with me? And you can see how these intrusive thoughts, they start coming in and they bombard us up here, Robert. And when that happens, that's when we're susceptible to falling into depression, to anxiety, and then just overthinking to the point where it's going to make us miserable. And so what I always try to do, and when I speak and talk to people, I want to say, okay, look, let's put a stop sign in our our mind. Let's say, stop. And let's really dive into these thoughts. Like you said before, dive into the mess. And it's about asking ourselves the right questions and saying, okay, why am I telling myself that I'm worthless? And sometimes you got to ask yourself that. And the answer is usually, well, because my classmates said it or because these people said it. And when we start to ask ourselves these questions, we realize that, okay, this is not a rational way to think. And we're able to separate those two things, right, between being rational and between being unrational. And I think that's the process that I work on every day. And I think all of us, it takes time. But when we do this, it's really helpful. Yes, love it, love it, love it. So that last part there, I mentioned usually at least once per show about other people clipping your wings. 
Mm. You know, that's what it boils down to. Like, there's so many people that they have a good idea or they, they want to go in a different direction, but someone else tells you you're stupid, you're chasing a dream, you need to focus on this, you shouldn't be doing that. And then people end up taking that to heart and then they don't follow through on it. So one thing I've been told my entire life is that I'm a show off, <laughs> right? I've been told that forever. Like I was, I was blessed with being tall, lean, and with springy legs, you know? So like I was a high jumper in school. I played above the rim in basketball. Yeah. And then even now at almost 47, I can still hit a 50 inch box jump, you know? Ooh. So it's like I'm doing I'm doing my thing and people are, oh there's Rob showing off again. And and I always respond with, No, Rob is working to his potential. Mm, <laughs> I said I that's like what that. that's what it boils down to. So for me at, at my age, you know, like you're only two years older than my son. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it's like, you know, at my age to do a lot of the things that I can still do, I see it as an inspiration. You know, like how many times do you see people once they hit like 35 to 40, they act like their life is over, yeah. you know? And so it's like, I look at it as I'm letting you know, no, if you stay focused, you stay positive and you put the work in, you can keep your skills a lot later on in life, mm. you know? And then like, I've had, I've had three knee surgeries and then someone's like, well, what are you going to do if you end up in a wheelchair? I said, there's wheelchair Olympics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this wheelchair Olympics. Like I'm a competitor. Like that, that's what fuels my soul. So if I ever allowed people to get into that headspace, it would completely ruin me as a person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And, and I think what you bring up is an awesome point. I mean, because when we're looking at, at other people's lives, you know, we're always, we have that judgmental lens. I love talking about lenses in case you have a yes. lens of hope, judgmental lens. I think it's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, we don't know their backstory. We don't know what they've been through. We don't know what makes them tick. We don't know what insecurities they have hidden underneath them. We do not know any of that. And so for us to go out here and judge somebody because of this or that or make assumptions, it's not only wrong, but it's just plain stupid. Because you would never go and buy a car if you hadn't done any research on it, right? You would never just say, oh, this car looks a certain way. Let me go buy it. And that's that. No, you're going to see the background history. You're going to do the research. So in the same way, we can't pass that judgment and try to clip people's wings, as you were saying, when we have no idea what's all on the inside and what's led them to that moment and what their true motives are, because we yeah. simply don't know that. So I think yeah. you bring up a great point. Yes. And I see that in the fitness business so much every every single day, because people who come in, there's different sizes, there's different shapes, there's different genders, there's different beliefs, there's different goals, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's everything. So like I have this one one guy, he's 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 a big dude, but he's strong. You know, this dude is strong. So I keep telling him, I'm like, listen, you just have to accept the fact that you have a larger frame than most, and we're just gonna work on your strength. Don't worry about trying to sprint like me. Just how <laughs> just how like your body isn't built to sprint like me. My body's not built to lift stuff like yours is. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said so yeah. it's a give and take. Like I stepped into my power. I didn't look at what I can't do, right? I look at what I can do and magnify it. And I think so, too many times people focus on what they can't do, so they minimize themselves. Do you mm. see? Do, like, do you see that in your travels? Oh my goodness, I love what you just said there, and that's so true. Everybody, you know, if you go up to somebody, say, "Hey, you know, tell me about this or that." They'll tell you like, oh, I'm good at this. And then all of a sudden it's a list of 15 things. Well, I could work on this. Well, I can't do this. Well, I'm not like those people or I'm too much like this apparently. And they just give you this whole background of all the things they can't do. 
And I understand wanting to be modest, which some people are trying to do. I get that. But at the same time, you do not have to put yourself down. And I deal with this all the time, trying to build people up and say, okay, let's put it this way. Imagine your life is a brick house. You know, you're a brick house. Now, each individual brick represents a different aspect and experience of your life, right? So that's a lot of individual bricks. And what I find is I see so many people who are looking at one little corner of bricks in their house, so to speak, where there's just a couple cluster of negative bricks. And that's all they ever focus on. And I got to say, hey, come on, let's take a step back. Let's look how much more is here. There is so much more to your life, so much more to your house than just a couple of those negative experiences or negative bricks. But the scary thing about it, Robert, is that unfortunately, if we never take that step back, we'll spend our whole lives focusing on a couple things, a couple limitations, a couple things we can't do. And then we'll let that define us. And we don't have to do that. And you and I both know that being in this space. But I want to make sure we spread that message to everyone else to remember that. Yes. So you had mentioned about being modest. And I tell people all the time, you better let that inner badass shine. Ooh, Let it shine. Because think about it. If if you're going to get booked for a gig, are you going to be like, you know, I think I can wow your crowd. You know, <laughs> I think I can I think I can leave them feeling kind of OK-ish at the end of my talk. No. Right. And, and no, you no. wouldn't. And, you know, you're a you're, you're a podcast host as well. Do you want someone on, on your show that's that's meek and soft spoken? Or do you Absolutely want someone that's, you want someone that's going to bring the fire? You know what I mean? So it's like, like, I don't understand where the disconnect goes, but I know when we have kids and I have a bunch of them, (laughs) but, (laughs) but but, you know, with like with our kids, we teach our kids to aim for the stars. Mm -hmm. But as adults, we're like, oh, she thinks she's smarter than everyone. Oh, he (laughs) he thinks he's this. He thinks she's that. Like whatever happened to spreading our wings and flying? Amen. You know? That's so true. Yeah. So I decided, like, I'm not going to associate with that negative group. I'm going to spread my wings and I'm going to fly and I'm going to hang with the other birds. <laughs> Let's go, Robert. You're getting me fired up, man. I'm loving this. Night. This is great. This is two dudes who are passionate about life. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Woo! Doing it. Love it. And, uh, Messiah says, thank, thank you, Mr. Scott. I know, I know in the, the UAE, it's nighttime over there, so he's probably getting, getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> so it's a good, nice thank you shout out there for you. All right. So when did you, when did you, dis- well, 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 you said three years ago you started speaking. So like, when did, when did you realize you had a gift for it? Yeah, so that's a great question. Here's the thing. When I was in college, I started out as a sport management major. So what that meant is that essentially I did a lot of internship. I worked for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in sales. I did marketing for the 76ers because I live in Philadelphia here. And so I was in the whole space of, oh, I'm going to work for a pro team doing sales, marketing, stuff like that. But I got to the point my junior year of college where I said, hold on, I want to do something more with my life. Essentially, I don't want to help a rich man get richer. I'm going to just put it out there. I don't want to do that. But rather, I want to make an impact in somebody's life. I want somebody to say, man, that guy helped me through a struggle. That guy helped me through something. And what I realized junior year when I started writing for this website, I would write about the different experiences that I'd gone through, through my depression and anxiety in life. And I started to get a lot of traction. And people were like, hey, they were connecting with me. And I always loved to speak. And I was like, you know, maybe I could turn this into speaking rather than just writing about it. And, you know, thankfully, 
I ended up finding this organization called um, Minding Your Mind, who I contracted out by. And I, they gave me the opportunity to start going into high schools and colleges to talk about the importance of mental health and how to overcome those struggles we all face. And that's where it really started for me. And then since then, I'm starting to build my own brand now called Scotty P Inspiration. And I want to take this to everybody. You know, I want to do, I don't care if you're 99 years old or if you're nine months old, I'm going to get in there. I'm just going to spit. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk. <laughs> we're going to motivate. We're going to do it because I'm tired. You know what I'm tired of, Robert? I'm tired of people talking to me and telling me about how they can't do this. Yeah, I'm tired right. of seeing my friends who are good people beaten down by life and not able to do anything because they said, man, I guess it's just not going to work for me. I'm tired of that. I want people to realize that there is something for you today, right here, right now, and we can find it. And I want to help people feel good about themselves, man. Like we feel good about ourselves. I want other people to feel like that. I'm so tired of seeing people walk around with their heads down thinking they can't do this, can't do that. That's a lie. And it's not true because we can do things. We just got to put that work in sometimes and we've got to address some of that mess. We got to weed through it, weed out the trash and find those little hidden gems and focus on those things. And when we do that, we're going to see our confidence improve. And when our confidence improves, we're going to see the rest the other aspects of our life improve too. And that's really just what I want to do. And I realized that in college. And then when I graduated, I've been, you know, for three years now doing it ever since. And I want to do it for the rest of my life as long as I'm here. Yeah, it's definitely very rewarding. I absolutely love doing this. And like right when, right as COVID hit, I had eight gigs lined up. For the, for the beginning of, of 2020, like my father passed away November of 2019. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a good thing because had he survived, he'd, he would have been alone, <laughs> you know, when, once they shut down the hospitals and everything. So he had, he had like, he really had a storybook ending. So mm-hmm. he had three generations around, around him. All of us siblings, I'm one of seven. So six, six of us were able to make it. One of, one of my sisters couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. But you know his 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 wife. <laughs> my mom was there, and like she sang him their song. You know, like he was he was sedated, but he was able to understand us. Right. And like we all got to come over, give him a hug, tell him we love him, and you know we'll all be okay. Just rest easy. Mm-hmm. But I had told him before he went into the coma that I'm finally gonna do it with the speaking thing. Like I'm finally gonna do it because like I went and got trained by uh, Eric Thomas's group, and. I, I was ready. I was just ready. But just being a solopreneur is just, you know, using the excuse of ah, I don't have time. I'm busy, you know, just, you know, but, but it's like I told him, I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I said, so if if for some reason you don't pull through this, I'm still going to do it. So just know this is happening. Right. And then, you know, he passes away and then I went to work. I started net networking and putting just putting all the work in. And I said, I get these eight gigs lined up. My biggest one was a school out in out in Connecticut, like 700 students, I want to say. Awesome. And I was I was speaking in a couple hospitals and, and I was and I was ready to go. And then I spoke at I emceed an event and I was the, the featured speaker for an, um, an obstacle course at Expo. And it was beautiful. It, it, it went well. I had the crowd moved. And that this was on a Sunday that. Monday or Tuesday is when everything shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the, I was like, is this a sign that I wasn't supposed to do this? <laughs> no, is that, is that what that is? And then that would have been an, an easy answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, oh, you know, you know, you know, the God, God's trying to tell you something or the universe is trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, the universe just said switch avenues. 
Yeah. And, and so and so I started the podcast. And then from the podcast, I, I've spoken on many virtual stages and you know had just virtual connections. And it's like it's expanding, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's like you want to go here, but you should focus here. Yeah. You know, it's all about reframing that mind. And the more people understand that, the happier they're going to be and more successful. Exactly. That, that's, that's all it's all about. It's perspective. I would say that 90 some percent of this life is perspective. I mean, think about it. We know so many stories of people who have come from horrible environments, of people who are in absolutely deplorable conditions. And yet they find a way to make a name for themselves. They find a way to have some happiness and joy in their life. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we know people who are on the top of the top in this world who are absolutely miserable. And we it's all about that perspective that we choose to have. And that's yeah. a daily battle. Because there's always going to be a reason every single day for you to say, today sucks. I don't want to do this today. This is terrible. This isn't fair. Every day we got a reason for that. But at the same time, every day there's an opportunity for us to be happy. There's an opportunity for growth. There's an opportunity for us to move forward to what we want to be and where we want to be in our lives. And it's just a daily choice that we have to make. No one else can do it for us. It's no, no, no. It's just us. And we have to internally make that decision. And that's something that I always stress when I speak is talking about, hey, look, people can do everything for you. They can do all these different stuff to help you, put you in the right position. But at the end of the day, we still have to make that choice up here that we're going to go for it, that we're going to shut up and grind, (laughs) that we're going to take our mind and put it in the right direction to be happy, to be successful or to change, to chase whatever it is that we want to chase. Once we realize that happiness is not about us. I think that's where it starts to flip for people. Cause right. it's like, it's like when you're miserable, who are you inspiring? Like mm-hmm. when you're miserable, who are you empowering? You know, when you're miserable, who are you leading? Mm-hmm. None of them. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like when, when you're in that state, that is the ultimate selfishness. And that's something that I had to learn, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, I was managing restaurants and I was kind of like, I, I got into management young. So I was, you know, doing my thing, leading people who were a lot older than me. So I had to puff up the chest and <laughs> yell and just to let them know, damn it, I belong. And so remember having a, having a, a talk with, with my area director. I was a gen, I was a general manager and he just like, Robert, you know, he's like, you're talented. You know, you have a lot of skill. He's just going through the whole sandwich theory, right? Because I, I knew, I knew he, he was about, about to crush me somewhere. And, <laughs> but, but he's like, he's like, your ceiling is going to be very limited with the way you interact with people. Mm. He, he's like, you know, you're getting the job done, but they don't like you. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like they don't like you. It's like they're here because they're making money. <laughs> you know, so so just one of, the, one of those things where it's like, all right, I need to I need to step back because I'm making it all about me. Right. You know, it's like do it because I said so. I'm the boss. I'm in charge. It's my decision. Like everything was me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And then once I switched it to how can I better help you? What do you need? What can I do for you? Oh, what's bothering you today? And then that's that's when I started I started to to get the the itch to be well not so much a speaker at this point but just to be a motivator. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that instead of ruling ruling with an iron fist, you know, I can I can rule from my heart. You know, my heart and my soul rather than just everything is from from the head very robotic. 
yeah. then my whole world started to change. And then once I, I, I gave I gave a an all staff meeting where it used to just be me reading all the rules and the regulations. And then I switched it up and I, it was more of a Q&A, you know, getting the feedback from, from from them. Then I took their feedback and turned it into a story. And then everyone left floating on cloud nine. I was like, that feels kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I, I think I want to keep doing that. And then that's where my my itch came from. Yeah. And, and and you're so right. I think when we get out of that perspective, it's all about us. That's when things truly change. And like one of the things that I don't like hearing nowadays is everyone's always says, oh, you know, take care of yourself first. You can't help other people if you can't help yourself. And I get that. That's true. You have to take care of yourself. But at the same time, I think we should be putting more emphasis on focusing on helping other people, because when you do it, you feel better about yourself. And everybody forgets about that. Just like you were talking about, you felt great. You said that feels awesome after you talk to those people. That's yeah. how I feel after I present. You know, the other day I was presenting uh, virtually to a school of about 800 kids. Afterward, you know, I was tired beforehand. I wasn't feeling that great. But afterwards, I felt like I was on this natural high because I went out there. I made a difference in somebody's life. And I didn't make it about me. I made it about them. And I yeah. think when we do that day after day after day, we really live above our feelings. It doesn't matter if we're feeling crappy, if we're feeling good, this or that. We live above that because yeah. we're answering to a call to help other people rather than just focusing about what we want all the time. And that's something I work on every single day. But I think when I'm mindful of it and I'm cognizant of that, I really start to see my happiness level go up in life, honestly, yeah. because I get out of that bubble saying it's just about Scott Prendergast. But rather, I'm like, no, it's not just about Scott Prendergast. It's about everyone else, too. Yeah. And I think that's something that is really important. Yeah, I just want to re reframe that, though, on the take care of yourself, because it can have multiple meanings. Right. You know? So you get the meaning of, you know, go get that pedicure or go get your hair done or go get that massage. Like when when I say it, I say when you step. What size is it on? You know, hey, how it's all backwards. <laughs> it's like where I say step into your greatness. Right. When you step into your greatness then helping others is taking care of you. Yes. You know? so, I love the way you put that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when we're out there doing things that helps other people, that fuels my soul. You know, because mm -hmm. like I could I could drop my gym and do this full time. Mm -hmm. But but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. like it's not like they're not just a cost center for me. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're not just a revenue stream. I mean I have people that have followed me from seven different locations when I've had to move and start over, move and start mm -hmm. over. And again, that could have been a situation where I was like, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, then it's like, no, I'm not meant to do this there. It's like that. Like if I'm moving and they keep following, like something good is happening here. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, so to me, that's what I mean when I say, help yourself because like like if you're stuck in a career that that's unfulfilling you mm -hmm. like your light is not going to emanate the way it should exactly but, but when you step into your purpose just like you were saying you weren't feeling that good but you're in your purpose mm -hmm. and you step down on onto that stage and then your fire just takes over and then you don't feel that headache you don't feel that scratchy throat like you don't feel any of that stuff when you're in yeah. that moment you know and so you're naturally taking care care of, of yourself. So it's easy to, to, to be like, oh, I hate it when people say that. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like, yeah. cause, cause you're already there. So for someone like me, I'm competitive. I can't understand people who aren't. <laughs> you know, I'm like, how can you just take losing? <laughs> it's like I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really what you bring up is an awesome point. I loved how you you phrased that saying when you step into your greatness, that's when you're helping others and yourself at the same time. And I, I think that's I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm going to keep that in mind for future talks <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and like, and it's it's all about as you were saying, just about learning. Because I thought I was a pretty good speaker before I went to that speaker boot camp, mm-hmm. and and I went down and and I performed well, but it was that phone call after mm-hmm. from the CEO where he he just told me he said I was his most frustrating student. <laughs> I was like, you just told me I was the best speaker. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you were the best speaker. He's like, but you didn't transform anyone. You know, he's like, Adam was probably the worst speaker, <laughs> but but he had everyone in tears with the way he told his story. He's like, you just kind of threw a bunch of details. And he's like, your delivery was good. Your, your eye contact was good. He's like, people were engaged with you. He's like, but you, but you didn't change anyone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get it. I was like, okay, you know, I get it. But... Once I made that shift, because, again, I was up there trying to just tell my story, tell my story, tell my story, rather than relate my story to them. And Mm -hmm. I think and I think when it comes to and again, I have to put the put the disclaimers. I'm no doctor, but (laughs) but I think think with with a lot of with a lot of mental health issues, like the non medical mental health issues, Mm -hmm. that a lot of it is just because people don't know how to tell what they're struggling with. Mm, that's so true. That's that's one of the things that I always work on is we want to end that stigma because there's this huge stigma, especially among men, where when you talk about your feelings, when you talk about what's going yes. on in your life, you're viewed as weak, you're viewed as soft. And we've come a long way. That stigma is not as bad as it used to be. Of course, 100%. But we still got a long way to go. And not just for males, for everybody. Yes. But I think what's really important to realize is that our experiences, our stories, our feelings, it's all valid. Yes. And you know why it's valid? Because it's happening to us. And that's enough to make it so. But when we start comparing our feelings and start putting our feelings and experiences up against somebody else's, well, it takes away that validation. Because now we didn't go through this and they did. Or now they felt this way and we didn't. And we totally delegitimize everything that's going on in our own mind. And then when we delegitimize that, that's when we start to have that negative self-talk come in. Scott, you're worthless. Scott, you can't do anything right. Scott, you don't matter. So on and so forth. And when that happens, that's when we just start tumbling out of control. And that's yeah. why it's really important for us to realize that first. And, um, you know, going along with what you were saying there too, to relay your message and to connect with people and to just realize that it's okay to talk about what's going on in your life and that there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yes. And you've said it a couple of times already. And I saw it on, on your website that you matter. Like people just have to understand that you do matter. People think, oh, mm-hmm. no, nobody knows me. Nobody cares. I don't, I don't matter. Like the seven billion people on this world in this world like is everyone gonna think you matter no (laughs) but there's a section that are gonna absolutely love what you have to say and you you just have to step into that section like there's thousands of podcasts out there thousands and i have my core group that listen to mine every single week you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so it's like once you realize okay i don't have to matter to everyone but I do matter to someone. 
That's a, I love that. I don't have to matter to everyone, but I do matter to someone. That is great. And I think at the end of the day, so many of the issues that we as humans deal with is because it comes from that self-validation or lack thereof. Yeah. And we're feeling like we're not valid or that we don't belong in whatever the way might be. And then that leads to so many other just nasty and negative feelings that come out of us. It leads to that comparison, that jealousy, that insecurity. And let me tell you this, Robert, I think that And again, I'm no doctor either, but I would just say that most of the issues that we face day to day that are up here, not most of the issues, but a lot of the things in societal way, we'll put it that way, comes from our own insecurities. Because when you're insecure, it leads to anger. When you're insecure, it leads to sadness. When you're insecure, it leads to comparison. So what do we see the common thread between all this? It's all negative emotions. You know, they're all negative stemming from that insecurity. And one of the things that I talk about is I want to help people to build their security in themselves and focus on not comparison, not this or that, but focusing on the good things about themselves and applying that and letting that shine through. Because when you do that, that's when you become so happy with yourself and that's when you help other people. And that's when you can step into your greatness, because I'm sure you would say the same thing. If you weren't secure with yourself, you wouldn't be doing this right now. You would be probably still managing one of those restaurants or something, and that would be fine. But when you become secure and confident with who you are, that's when we take it to the next level. And that's when great things happen to us, I think. Yes, 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 yes. And think about the most successful motivational speakers. Are these people or just people who are inspiring in general? Mm -hmm. These are very rarely people who are just born into wealth. Very yeah, rarely, no. <laughs> right? You hear all the stories. There were 10 people sleep, sleeping in a studio apartment, you know, to get their business off the ground. You know, people who, who come here from other countries with 500 bucks in a dream. You know, people who bought their first house but bought no furniture because they were, they were still getting their business off the ground. And, you know, that's the epitome of what I mean about stepping into your mess. You know, whether you had a, a messy divorce or... Like no, ma- no matter what it was, you just have to own every inch of your past, every inch, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because you know what that makes you? Human. <laughs> it makes you a human being. And other and human beings identify with other human beings. So it's when people come out and they're just, I drive a Lamborghini and I live, live in a $20 million mansion. It's like, that, that's not identifiable. Only other millionaires can identify with that. But right. if you're trying to reach the masses, you got to let them know, listen, right now you're sitting, you're sitting on the floor, you have tears in your eyes, and you don't think you can, you can continue. And I'm here to tell you, I was there. I was there. I was with you. I sat in my car. I pulled over onto the highway, crying, having a panic attack because I reached my breaking point. I was like, but you know what, though? I didn't let it define me. Okay, I didn't let it define me. I realized I have the power to change my circumstance. I have the power to to do a complete 180 on this. It's like, I don't have to let this consume me. And then once I seize that power, everything changed for me. Everything. That is that is so true. And I love what you said there. It's like that doesn't define me. And I think that's a huge thing because a lot of times we define ourselves by different things. And when I was younger, I defined myself as a basketball player. That was my life. That was everything. That was all I ever wanted to do was a basketball player. I was a basketball player first, Scott Prendergast second. That's really how it was for me. And then that sport got taken away. It got taken away from me and I had no definition of who I was. And that's really what helped me to slip into that anxious and depressive state. And what I had to realize is that, look, and everyone can realize this, no matter what you go through in your life, 
no matter how bad it is, no matter how terrible the circumstances, that doesn't have to define you. We have that choice to make on what does define us. I'd rather focus on defining myself as a speaker, as someone who's compassionate, who's caring, and looking at all these different aspects of my life as those are the things that define me. Not the fact that I lost at this or the fact that I can't do this or the fact that people said I'm this. And I think a lot of times so many of us, we allow the opinions of other people to define our purpose and who we are. And when you're living that way, it's as if you have all these kind of layers on top of you, but none of them are really you. Like think of an onion and at the center of this onion is an apple core. But because everyone said you're an onion, you've got all these layers on top of you now. Mm. And you don't know who you truly are because you haven't been defining yourself by your, by your own standards, but rather you've allowed other people to do it for you. And I think that's something that I work on every day still, too. And I want to make sure that everyone gets that message because I think it's super important. Love it. Love everything thing you said there. And just to add to it, you know, if you're going to let others define you, let them do it positively. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like, stop. I say every stop listening to people who aren't doing what you want to do. Mm, right. Amen. It happens all the time. You get the unhealthy healthy person trying to tell someone who who's in, aspiring to be healthy. Oh, you know, you can't do that. Right. No, no, no. You can't do it. It's like just because <laughs> you can't do it doesn't mean I can't do it. No, absolutely That's not. Bad. Remember, I had shoulder surgery. Right. It's supposed to be completely immobile for six weeks, which I walked to my own beat. But anyway, remember, I, I get the basketball and my, my, my ex, my ex was like, where are you going? It's like, I'm going to shoot baskets. It's like, you just had surgery. I said, I'm not shooting with this arm. <laughs> I said, I'm shooting with the other arm. Yeah, yeah. I said, this one's not going to move. <laughs> you know? so, so I went out there and I was shooting left, like, and I'm right-handed too, but I was shooting left-handed shots. Yeah. You know? I was like, my life doesn't stop because I had surgery, mm-hmm. but I've seen it on the other side where people have surgery and they do completely nothing. Mm-hmm. They just sit, they end up gaining weight, they end up losing their endurance. I was like, I had shoulder surgery. That's got nothing to do with my legs. It's like, I can still go hike. It's got nothing to do with my core. I can still do leg lifts and I can still do crunches. You know what I mean? Like, like there, there's things I can do. And I just think once people get in that mindset that, all right, my water, my, my water heater broke and, and I can't fix it yet. Okay, cool. So we'll go down to Planet Fitness. We'll shower there. You know, we'll come back. You know what I mean? It's like, there's always a different avenue. You know what right. I mean? Like just because there's a roadblock in front of you doesn't mean you can't get around it. There's a different avenue. And right. just, just once people understand that, I think that they'll realize that what's happening to them is not happening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. know, like that's that's a lot of, of you know, stress, anxiety, because people think this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not right. to you. You can get through this if you think about it rationally versus exactly. emotionally. That, that is, I love everything there. That was so on point. It's so true. And I think kind of going back to your shoulder surgery thing we talk about, every time there's a difficult situation in our life, whether it's a surgery, whether it's we lose our job, whatever it is, think of any negative situation. I think that there is always hidden opportunities within that situation. Yeah. And not only that, but opportunities that can only be accessed because of that setback. 
You know, if it wasn't, let's put it on a very basic level here. You have surgery on your shoulder. Now you go shoot baskets with your left hand. All of a sudden you become a lot better on your left hand side, which as we know, (laughs) that's important. But think about it. If you didn't have surgery, you probably wouldn't have done that. Therefore, you wouldn't have got as good on your left hand side. Now, it's a very basic example, but take that into any aspect of your life. If you lose your job, if you you know get a divorce, whatever it is, you don't grow in those other areas. And you wouldn't even know those areas you need to grow in if that thing didn't happen. So that's why when I come across difficulties in my life, I look at each one. I allow myself to feel upset for a little bit because it's important to have those feelings and just allow it to happen. We don't want to suppress it. But I quickly move through that and I say, okay, what opportunity lies within this? What can I do now that I couldn't do because this is happening? And how am I going to better myself because of right here, right now? And for me, during COVID, when it happened, my in-person speeches or presentations got taken away. So I started doing it online and I had more time. And what did I do with that? I created this brand, Scotty P Inspiration. And it all started with that. And if we didn't have COVID, I could guarantee you, I wouldn't be on the show right now. I wouldn't have my own brand. I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing because there is always hidden opportunity that is in adversity. And I think that's something that a lot of people shy away from because if it doesn't feel good, we don't want it. But sometimes those things that feel the worst are the best for us as difficult as it can be. That is so spot on. Like, when I talk about my father's passing, you know, like the first thing most people say is, you know, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and I was well, like, I said too. yeah. And, and I was like, no, I was like, no, like it's, it's, it's a good thing. Cause at some point we're all going to die. Every one of us, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so I was just saying it's my family's turn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it's our turn, but I just talk about just watching the process. Like I've never watched anyone lose their life before, you know, mm-hmm. let alone the man that helped give me mine, <laughs> you know? So, but just as that process was, was happening, you know, so we shut off the machines and we, you know, we watched him move on, mm-hmm. but just, it was just at that moment, it's almost like his last breath got sucked into me. Mm. You know what I mean? So now I know wow. there were like there were like sixteen of us there, but damn it, I got the last one. <laughs> right? But yeah. but just at that moment, I was like, okay, so now he's not here in body. I was like, but I had forty five years with this man. Yeah, you know, forty five years. There were people who say, you know, my father or mother passed at five, at ten, or they never knew them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had forty five years. What are you gonna do about it? I mean, what are you gonna do with it? You know, so you you, like we're going to take his teachings and that's how we're going to keep his spirit alive. Everything that he taught us, all the moments he made me laugh, all the moments he pissed me off. You know, but (laughs) but like when when I get on these virtual stages is I just I always share at least one story about him, you know, Mm -hmm. in in many different many different uh, fashions. But like. I can sit here and just say, yeah, that sucks. And I miss him. And I mean, I, I do. And it does. But I take aspects of his life and keep him out into the universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I took that what could be viewed as a negative, And I turned to know like it's a positive thing. I, I like I had a father in my life fully present for 45 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's... so and to, to able to, to be there with him. And watch him say, say, thank you. I love you. We'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for me, that that's a positive. Like that's not a negative. 
Yeah. And that's a beautiful way to put it. And I, I love everything that you just shared there. I think that's beautiful that you're able to look at it that way. Cause unfortunately a lot of people aren't. Yeah. And I think this brings up another point of something I would talk about a lot is all or nothing thinking. So yeah. all or nothing thinking, as we know, it's very simple. It's either everything's this or everything's that kind of black or white, no gray, no in between. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in life when bad things happen or difficult things happen or unfair things happen, whatever they are, people think that's it. It's all bad all the time. My yes. life's over. Nothing good's going to come from this. I'm done. I'm chalked up. It's That's it. But what we have to remember is that within all those situations, it's never all bad or it's never all good, but rather it's a combination of both. And when we step back and view it rationally like that, no matter what we're feeling or what we're going through at that moment, we're going to be able to kind of attack it in a little bit of a different way. And we'll be able to find good things or also things that need to be improved on within that situation. And I know for me, I struggle with that all or nothing thinking a lot. When something bad happens, my initial instinct is, oh, it's over. Oh, it's done. And and I fall into Mm -hmm. that. And for years I did that and that would really trigger my depression. But now anytime those bad things happen, I just take that step back. And this is a lot about what I talk about. It says we got to take that step back and we've got to look at this rationally and say, okay, because this happened, am I truly never going to amount to anything? The answer is 100% no. But (laughs) you see, if we don't verbalize that, if we don't get it down and write it down however we need to, we're not going to realize it. Because when we get caught up in our head here, everything just starts spinning a million miles an hour. And then that's when we get into trouble. See, and what, what we have to realize too, and I'll use sports as, as an example. See, so you're a fellow baller. So <laughs> when you step out onto the court, do you hit every single shot? No. <laughs> no, no. Like, you know, if you, if you shoot over 50% from the field, that's considered good. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. baseball, if you hit three out of 10, that's considered good. Yeah. Bull, bull riding, your target isn't even double digits. <laughs> your target <laughs> is eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Eight seconds. You stay on that bull, you're elite. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, and, and with that bull riding, nine times out of 10, you're going to fall off that bull. <laughs> so, right. So, <laughs> that's just how it is. So, it's not about if you fail or if things are going to go wrong, it's how you bounce back. Mm. You know, it's how you bounce back. That's what it boils down to. It's like, as you were saying, you know, great things happened for you dur- during COVID. And again, I know a lot of people lost their lives, lost their jobs, lost their businesses. And, you know, this isn't trying to slight them or, or act like that didn't happen. But there's also thousands of examples of people like us who pivoted. Yeah. You know, we, we made the switch. All right. Life just hit us on the right cheek. So we got to rock out with the left. Right, we got 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 to let the left be the good side for a minute, (laughs) you know. But that's what it's all about. Because if you, I always say, here's problem, here's solution. Stress and anxiety and depression live here. Mm. That's where it lives, right there in the middle. So Mm -hmm. it's like as soon as you identify and accept the problem, you can start working on steps for the solution. But too many times we stay here. And we want to point fingers. We want to figure out who's responsible for this because it's never us, right? So so it's like, who put me in this position, right? But once you sit back and, all right, where did I go wrong? How can I fix this? Then you get to that solution faster. Then that stress, anxiety, and depression goes away. Yeah, I love how you said that. It kind of lies in between the middle. And I think in life, you know, we're, we're going good. Things are going great. And then we get to that middle part where the stress, anxiety, depression is. And we don't know what to do. And it's just like, yes. oh. and we either go backwards or we just, like you said, we stay there. 
And we don't realize that if we keep moving through it, and guess what? It's going to be painful. It's not yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be difficult. But you yeah. keep moving through it, you'll get to that next level, whatever that looks like. And back to your thing about the um, analogies with kind of like getting hit on this side of that side. Look, I'm from Philadelphia. I live in Center City, Philadelphia here. So you know I love Rocky. Rocky is my thing. I love the Rocky film series. Think about it. And for those of you who haven't seen Rocky, I'm sorry, but I suggest you watch it. It's a classic. Rocky always gets the absolute crap beat out of him. He just gets born after another, after another, after another. To the point where you're watching the movie and you're like, yo, this dude's just got to give up. Get this dude out of here. (laughs) But he doesn't. He keeps moving forward. And he keeps learning every time he gets pounded in the face. He learns something from each one of those poundings. So then as he goes on, the fight goes on, he counterpounds, counterfights with what, what he learned when he got hit. And I think in the same way in life, that's what we have to do. If we keep falling into that same trap, over and over and over again, whether it's self-pity, depression, anxiety, insecurity, whatever it is, we keep falling into that trap and don't learn anything from the previous time, we're never going to get through it. We're never going to get out of it. We're never going to experience the goodness of life because every time we get close, you better believe that trap's going to be there and we'll just keep falling into it rather than stepping around it or stepping through it and finding an alternate way. Absolutely. All right. So let's spend the last 10 minutes talking about you. So you said you were working on expanding your your own brand. What kind of things are you working on? Yeah. So for me, as you see, I'm a speaker here. And what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to get more of an audience of an opportunity. I mean, I'm young. I've I've got a pretty good thing going here in Philadelphia, but I want to expand. And I want people to bring me in, whether it be to your club, to your organization, to just a private event, whatever it is, and to talk about these inspirational things and to let people know that, hey, you know what? There is a lens of hope here. We can look through it and we can overcome those everyday mental obstacles that hold us all back in life. And I want to work on just getting that message out to more people through, you know, mediums such as this, whether it be social media, podcasts, YouTube. I'm trying to work on all those things. But I really want to focus on getting brought into more in-person opportunities, especially now as COVID is, you know, not gone, but we're starting to get into more in-person things. I want to really try to get myself out there for people to see, because I think I have a message that will really resonate with a lot of people and be able to help a lot of people, too. Love it. Love it. So one good thing is I have some pretty good, good connections. So, like, nice. I, already, I already wrote down some names that I'm going to connect you with. And um, awesome. I appreciate that so much. My my pleasure. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where, where it goes from there. Because you know, with all the negativity being bombarded by the media, like you know, there needs more people like like us. You know that yeah. that are out there saying no, no. Listen, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. Like in me being a person of color, you know, like I speak out against all of this, all this violence and just all this hatred and the critical race theory and all this all that stuff does it just breeds more more hate. And once people realize that we're just pawns in the political game of life, you know, it's like the worst thing for the political parties is for everybody to get along. That's, that's the worst. <laughs> that would be worst case scenario. Seriously, yep. you know, it's like we, we chuckle, but that's a hundred percent fact. If that's we true. all just got along, they would lose power, you know? So it's like, they need us fighting. So yeah. the, only, the only way we can really fight back is to just put as much light and love out into the universe as we possibly can, mm. you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and as you're building your show, I mean, I, I have, you know, almost 80, 80 people, like, just go back through my old shows. Mm-hmm. It's uh, shutupandgrind.me and just invite all of them, <laughs> you know, because pretty <laughs> much everyone that, that I have on, they, they all speak about positivity and 
overcoming obstacles. Cause like I I I really don't reject anyone because everyone has a story. You know, and, and the, the sole purpose of mine is to get people's people's backstories and what they overcame. I know with this talking about mental health, you know, we just went more in, into sharing our stories and our experiences, but there there were some amazing backstories from from the guests I've had on this show. Absolutely amazing. And so mm-hmm. I know that a good amount of them have their own shows too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'd be good yeah. to, to cross promote. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And what I found in this industry is just um, it's making those connections. Uh, for me, yeah. I feel like this is my passion. This is what I was called by the good Lord to do. So the material and coming up with that flows out very naturally. But yeah. it's just getting that audience. And I'm sure you can speak to this, too. It's hard to get that audience to find those right connections to get you to, you know, to be seen. So that's just what I'm trying to work on at, at work on at this stage in my life. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think. COVID made it difficult, but also made it better because there's yeah. so many more opportunities like this virtual that weren't here before. Yeah. Um, so I'm really thankful for that and, and thankful for you. You know, I'm sure we'll discuss afterwards about the connections. I really appreciate yeah. Oh, yeah. that. Anything yeah. you can do. Um, I don't have too many connections, but I'll try to find some for you as well, whatever I can work on too. So well, like you, you can definitely tell that you're passionate about what you do. So honestly, it's just a matter of being the bull, right? Mm-hmm. Don't Don't wait for people to come to you. Go to them, go to them. Like what what I did was I like I started out with just, you know, podcasts in, in Rhode Island. Then I went to celebrities in Rhode Island, millionaires in, in, in Rhode Island. And I'm like, Rhode Island's this big, right? Tiny, <laughs> tiny, awesome. tiny, tiny. So it's like, all right, you know, millionaires in New York City. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's like influencers in New York City, in LA, and you know, just just started being more more aggressive. And then that's how I started getting all these international ones. I posted an ad on an Australian website. Oh, wow. And so I, I got featured in Australian news three times so far. And wow. I've had, and I've had thank you. And I've had a dozen guests come from Australia just from taking the shot. <laughs> you know, so awesome. yeah, you just take a shot and you'll, you'll be surprised. I reached out to a girl on Instagram. She's got like 115,000 followers, I want to say. Now, uh-huh. like, I'm not really big into the whole followers thing for, right. for me, but just in comparison, if you combine all of my channels, I maybe have 12,000. But <laughs> I reached out to her. I said, I, I saw one of her articles in an online magazine, said, I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. And I'd love to feature you on my show. And she said, you know, she connected me with her publicist. I said the same thing. And she's book, booked on the show. I think she's on in July. I want to oh, say, awesome. but, but just from like, like we said earlier, it's not about me. You know right. what I mean? It's like, like I wasn't trying to build it. I want to showcase you, you yeah. know? So I was like, I love your message and it needs to be showcased, you that know? And, and she, awesome. she agreed, you know? So in, in return, yes, that's going to help my following grow as well. But just that, that initial outreach, you know, it just, it has to be about others. You know, yeah. like, and that's the takeaway I want the guests to have. I mean, the guests, the, the audience to have <laughs> is to, like, once you realize that life isn't really about you, right? It's like, we're all here to help, to help each other in the world. And in turn, mm-hmm. we get helped. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're only focused on helping you, that's where you're going to realize, you know, you get stuck in that place where you're feeling worthless or your life has no meaning or you're not good enough or you don't matter. It's because mm-hmm. you're not putting out enough into the world. 
Right. And that's, I love that so much. And that's why I think it's so great that we're both on such similar wavelengths with this. And that I would love to be able to, for us to connect even more as we move forward in our journeys too, because I feel like we have a lot that just together we can help even more people and just really bring some inspiration to a world that's hurting because this world is hurting. People are hurting, but yeah. there is a way that we can find that peace within that we can find that happiness here now today. And I think yeah. you and I, we're both doing our best to make that happen. Absolutely. All right. Give us a fi- final word. Final word. Let's see. To everybody out there who's struggling for whatever it might be, I just want to say this. Life's all about peaks and valleys. We know that. Good times, bad times. Well, if you're in a valley right now in your life and it's dark and you're struggling, feel around. And remember that in every valley, that's a prime place for growth. A lot of moisture, right? So when you're in that valley in your life right now, feel around for those little hidden gems, those little hidden gems that are growing there and pick those up. And those hidden gems, you know what they're going to do? They're going to give you the strength, the resilience, and the hope to keep moving forward to get you to that next mountaintop in your life. So that's what I would say to anybody who's struggling right now and my final word. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Scotty, thank you very much You know, for taking the time, sharing your knowledge, sharing your passion. You know, I'm pretty sure the audience is going to get a lot out of today's talk. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a wonderful opportunity. I'm looking forward to connecting you too at, with you afterwards. And um, I wish you nothing but the best. And you're doing an awesome thing. You're a wonderful speaker. And you've got so many great things ahead of you too. This, you're, you haven't even scratched the surface yet, my man. I can tell you that. And I don't even know you super well, but I can, I can tell <laughs> that. So Thanks. just thank you so much again. I, I love what you're doing. And um, I really want to be a supporter of it. Much appreciated. Um, don't, don't sign off, okay? Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. All right, so that was Scott dropping some knowledge and a very, very passion-filled young man. He's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. But to summarize, if you're tuning in late, he went from a place of feeling worthless, like he didn't matter, suffered from anxiety and depression, and felt like he wasn't good enough. Or the things he did were never good enough. And now he's taking it to a place to where he's inspiring people. and He's got big plans, big hopes, big dreams. And what about you? Do you have big hopes? Do you have big plans? Do you have big dreams? Act on them. We only live one time. That's it. Just one time. I don't know if you believe in reincarnation or whatever, but that's another topic for another day. As of right now, we know you live one time. And you want to live it doing something that fulfills you. Not that just makes you money. Not that just makes you smile or makes you look good on social. You want to do something that fulfills your soul. When you reach that place, you won't have a bad day ever again. Like I can bring bring my kids down right now and be like, when was the last time I was just mad at the world? And they'll tell you it was when I was managing restaurants and nothing against that industry. If that industry is your passion, then you stay in it. I just knew it wasn't mine. I knew I was meant for something different and I stepped into it and now I'm never looking back. And I want to help you if you were in that place and you feel like even if you just need someone to talk to, reach out, Okay, reach out. I'm very, very easy to find, especially if you're watching on Facebook. Very, very easy to find. Just reach out and let's talk you through it, okay, and get you to where it is that you want to be, okay? So until next time, which is tomorrow, be back with episode number 85. And who's joining me tomorrow? Jay will be joining me. So we'll have Jay's story, and I'm sure it's going to be just as inspiring inspiring as Scott's was today because I only bring on inspiring people. All right, guys, take care. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. 